The Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Listen to us also PVM Asheville, WCOM Carborough, and WRLY Raleigh. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by the Hillsboro Tourism Board. Low on gas and near exit 164 during normal business hours? Visit Hillsboro. Learjet, introducing our new Sommelier Interior Edition with wine cellar and monogrammed ice bucket. Fly high above the indolent rubes in a Learjet. And River of Life Lutheran Church, reminding you to ask yourself, are you the reason why Jesus came? Welcome to this week's episode of The Wine Fellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine Fellers! Wine Fellers, we got nothing to do except sit around here talking wine with you. Well, Joe had a bad day, got canned from the factory. refined episode of the Winefellers ever. It's our semi-biannual wine art special. Listen intently as my good feller Mark and I will discuss the 13 don'ts of hanging wine art on your walls. So expect to be shocked, dazed, and electrified. But that's during the second half of our show. During the first half, we will listen to some vintage wine commercials and get into the imperative and essential wine news. All of this on this week's very special wine art episode of The Wine Fellers. But first, Mark, what in the world are we drinking? Hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm uh, I'm doing wonderfully. It's always great to see you. We were off uh, last week, and and uh, it's uh, gosh, I hate spending two weeks away from you. It's been two weeks. I know. Wow. I know. I think last episode we played. I had to play a rerun, and here we are. How have the last two weeks been? I don't even know what's happened. I know. I don't even feel like I know you anymore. <laughs> Who are you? Who are sir? you? You're completely different. But what, what are we drinking? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if as long as we are strangers, we should drink. Yes. 
And today, we are drinking a 1997 Silver Oak Alexander Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. It's a nice wine. Uh, they make two great wines. Uh, Silver Oak makes a uh, Alexander Valley and a Napa Valley. And this one has taste of black currant and licorice. And uh, I really like it. So uh, enjoy. Wait, where's this from? Uh, this is from Alexander Valley in California. Nice. Cheers, Mark. Cheers. Wonderful. Well, now that that's out of the way, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm, so just, I'm, I'm just worried. Uh, all every time we would have a new show, Mark. Yeah, yeah. You're worried. Well, well yeah. I, I, have, have no I do idea. have something I need to I discuss. Have, with oh you. my gosh, I have no idea what you're going to talk about. A lot of people don't understand that this is all <laughs> off the cuff here. It is. You know, we we. I have no idea the news stories. I have no idea what's. It's not unlike my uh, civilian life, Mark. Well, I just have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Well, I do have something important to talk about this uh, episode, actually. So it turns out that I do have a new uh, nude photo of myself that needs. <laughs> Framing. <laughs> Back up a second here. Now, I know, I hate to say that I know what Mark is talking about. You uh, do. It, this, I, I knew someday on the Weinfellers this would come up. Your obsession with, uh, you, uh, would you call yourself an amateur portraiturist? I, I don't really know what nude, you call A nude portraiturist. Look, everybody needs their hobbies. <laughs> and and so uh, you know, one uh, hobby I do is I take pictures of myself, not in a selfie sense, but I I put a timer on my uh, timer on my uh, <laughs> uh, it's a real professional camera, and I take pictures yeah. of myself because you couldn't find anyone who was willing to do it for you. No, nobody will do this <laughs> uh, unless you would like to, Joe. Nope, nope. I'm steering clear of that one. Drinking wine is fine, but the one thing that makes your I guess vein of portraiture somewhat even more disturbing even more so than the fact you're fully nude, is that you have a uh, <laughs> shockingly large uh, animal pelt collection. Well, I like to, yes, I take, uh, I take these pictures <laughs> I mean... with pelts, and then, but more importantly, I hang them uh, on my wall, and so if you uh, Not are, the pelts, no, the photos. No, my, the photos. So if you're lucky enough to come over uh, to my house, if you are invited, <laughs> uh, the first thing you'll notice when you walk through my halls is these photos. Some people uh, are find them amusing, some people find them <laughs> art, some people are, are, are scared, but uh, that's sort of what you see. Now, my favorite one is uh, the one of, I guess it was a self-portrait uh, on the commode. Yes. I thought that was that was my favorite and it's in the bathroom. But it's tastefully done. Life size. <laughs> now is this particular one that you've you need uh that you you have now is it a small one is it a life size? It's three nude? it's like 3 feet by 4 feet and this is the one that I'm getting framed right now. Oh nice. Mm -hmm. I guess uh, <laughs> I mean it gives me something to look at if it's in a nice frame. And someone, and this is always the trick with art, Mark. Yes. If as long as it's framed, mm -hmm. you can talk with someone about the art. And if it's horrible or you don't agree on the art, you can. Um, <clears throat> you have something else to talk about. The so, frame, for example. Framing is very important for this kind of art. So where I get my art framed is yesterday and today frame shop. It's a frame. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a wonderful frame shop in Hillsborough. It's in Daniel Boone, and it's uh, basically what they do is they frame yesterday's memories and today's treasures, and they've done so since uh, 1974. Well, this may be their last one, Mark. No, I mean I don't <laughs> think so. I mean they. They Sherry Gray, the owner, really knows what she's doing. You can bring her any art that you'd 
like, uh, not just nude photos, whatever you'd like, and she will do a wonderful job in framing them for you. Yeah, that's right. They're located, if I'm not mistaken, in Hillsborough, North Carolina. That's right here by the WHUP studios. They're less than 10 minutes away from Durham, Chapel Hill, and Alamance County, and easily accessible from I-85, uh, exit 164, if my memory serves me correct. Uh, but Watch out. If you're taking I-40, that's going to be exit 261. Uh, right there on the front side of Daniel Boone Square Shopping Center in Suite 25. I believe you're right, Joe. And I think their hours of operation are, I'm just, this is off the top of my head, are Tuesday through Friday, 9 through 6. And I think they might even be open on Saturday, 9 to 2. Now, Mark, if you need to check the status of your framing order, I know that you can send an email to uh, Sherry Gray. Uh, uh, at info at yesterday and today frame shop.com. That's info at y e s t e r d a y a n d t o d a y f r a m e s h o p dot com. That's right. Now, wait, what does that spell again? That's yesterday and today frame shop.com. That's right. So, um, what is, uh, uh, I feel, I feel <laughs> horrible for these people. What people? At the frame shop, Mark. Why? They're having to stare at this giant But the, the thing is, uh, they do, nude image of they you. They do a wonderful job, and they, they'll take on any art that you give them, and they really are probably the best uh, frame shop in Hillsboro, if not uh, eastern North Carolina. And, uh, I, and uh, you know, I think they might, I could be wrong, but they might even be our new sponsors. Now, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about yesterday and today frame shop. Now, Framing to yesterday's memories and today's treasures since 1974. They have the unfortunate task right now of framing a nearly life-size nude photograph of our good feller, Mark, here. Now, I, I think, you know, I, I, because they're doing this, I wanted to help them out. So I would like to say if they... Wait, stop. What? <laughs> Did you say they're our new sponsor? I think they might be. Is that why you've typed all this in here to our prompting screen? No. But <laughs> if you do mention the Winefellers, one of the wine, if you go to this frame shop and mention the Winefellers, one of the Winefellers will accompany you on a stroll down the river walk. Fully clothed, of course. Of course. But just, you know, like a, just a stroll. Like you, you just mentioned our name at the Winefellers and that you've heard us. We'll just, <laughs> we'll meet you at the Riverwalk and we'll just go on a stroll and, you know, we can just talk and just uh, whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> this is like when we offered uh, that Winefeller, like dine with the Winefellers. That was the Mexican lunch. You're right. But I think it bought one... Entree? Well, we weren't made. Did of, it even include we, an entree? Well, it did, but we weren't made of money, so it, did, it didn't. Uh, we wouldn't eat with you. No, we, we would watch buy you, you uh, an, an on, one entree. And this is why we're doing this little promotion because it's free. Don't go anywhere. The wine news is next. The taste of French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There's a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. Paul Masson's superb taste shouldn't be too surprising. This champagne doesn't come from France, but it was created by a man who did. Paul Masson. Paul Masson will sell no wine before its time. Welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories, 
from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Wine Fellers News. Are you frightened and alarmed by people drinking blue wine? Well, you should consider passing a law making blue wine illegal. Are you sick and tired of people around town laughing at you because of your red stained teeth from drinking wine? Sounds like you're in need of a fancy straw. Has your dentist informed you that getting cavities is bad? Well, now it's time to start drinking more wine right here on the News Mark. The News. Here's the news. Joe, do you do you recall some months back when we had one of the creators of Gick, the electric blue wine from Spain on our show? Yes, I remember. Uh, what was his name again? I have no idea. Oh, come on, Mark. I we really don't, don't remember. We could have looked that up. Uh, we could have, but I, don't, I really don't remember. Ooh, well, anyway, he's in trouble now. He's in trouble, whoever you are. <laughs> a recent, we really did have him on our show. If you'd like to go and listen to a past episode, but uh, recent, <laughs> recent headline, a recent headline from the Daily Mail. Wait, wait, it's it was called Gick. It was called Gick. A wine. blue wine. It was blue wine from Spain. What in the world has happened? A uh, uh, headline from the Daily Mail reads: Spain bans blue hipster wine after ruling that the beverage cannot possibly be any other <laughs> color than red, white, or rosé. <gasps> Really? Mm-hmm. This is in Spain? I know. Well, and the EU. Whoa. Reportedly, Spanish authorities in the European Union say the company cannot continue to sell Gick as wine as it has ignored centuries of tradition. Oh, I see. It's like se- they, they've they agreed on the term wine. Uh-huh. That's right. Blue Gick. wine. It should just be called like blue alcoholic beverage. Exactly. Gick wine is made electric blue by using anthocyanin. Something sure a pigment found in grape skin, uh, but since its launch last summer, a hundred thousand bottles of Gick have been sold in wow. twenty five countries, mostly to young hipsters. They're always picking on the hipsters. I liked this guy that whose name we can't remember. Yeah, I, I mean, really liked I him. I think you know he didn't shy away. You know, it was, he knew it was marketing. He he knew well, what he was doing. What I love about this fellow mm-hmm. is that he. Uh, when he was on our show, he talked about the blue wine and about how it was almost an anti-establishment movement. It was. Over there, people in the U.S. need they need to understand that people in Europe uh, are very particular about what wine is and isn't. Here, very. you'll just, we'll call, you know, champagne or sparkling wine champagne. That's right. No one cares. You know, we'll call uh, uh, different cheeses right. that should only come, like Parmesan cheese, you sure, here it just has to be tasty wood pulp, you know. <laughs> I mean, the, right. The, it, the, the rules here are much more free. But and, and so he was. I like that this guy succeeded enough to where mm-hmm. they had to get the EU involved to stop him from selling any more blue wine. Right, but the blue pigment actually comes from grape skin, is my understanding. So it's really all still wine. Wow. I mean, so if you haven't seen Gig, it looks like a blue urinal cleaner. <laughs> I mean, it does. It's really, oh, that sounds delicious, Mark. <laughs> it doesn't, um, doesn't taste like it. Wait, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's really bright blue. I mean, like, a, like really, 
odd bright, bright it, blue. It wine. is. It is. And it's marketed to twenty somethings. They, uh, I guess, the European Union is pick, picking the hipsters. I guess it's marketed to hipsters, and um, and so uh, this is you know it's really smart because. The uh, newer generation doesn't drink uh, no. French wine or old no, no, no. Spanish wine like uh, that's like know. their granddad's wine. Exactly, that's their father's wine. So this is a brilliant company that said, "Okay, fine, we'll just dye it blue, and people will like to well, walk around the blue wine." You know, here in the U.S., there was a product mark that we had the uh, founder and inventor on the radio show. He made the beatbox wine. Yeah, right, and him. it was uh, basically mm-hmm. boxed wine. It's boxed wine in the shape of in a the shape of a beatbox. Of a, yeah, boombox. Boombox, yeah. And uh, and you could pull out the bag yeah. and slap it. Had a handprint on the so side. Slap the bag. Slap the and, bag. Yeah. Stuff. All of these young uh, younger drinkers want to do. That doesn't sound good, Mark. All of these younger drinkers. Yeah. So I mean, you you don't want to. Younger drinkers between twenty one and twenty two. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit of a gimmick. Fine. But. Uh, <laughs> well, apparently. So it seems that Gick will no longer be revolutionary, lev- revolutionizing the wine world with its blasphemous technicolor devil drink. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like that. Did you come up with that? Uh, yeah. That's good, Mark. And so, uh, so we'll have to stay tuned. Maybe we'll try to have uh, Mister Whatever's name back on. <laughs> no, we're gonna hear. Well, we're we're gonna get some letters on this one, Mark. If we're nothing but professional. No one's gonna come on this show again. Oh, I sure mean, they one will. week later, we don't even know your name. But we're in support of you, whatever your name is. So, (laughs) (laughs) stay tuned. So, the second story. Oh, tell me. Joe, how often does this happen to you? You discover that your teeth have been stained with red wine right before you're about to give an important toast or deliver a major business speech. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all the time, Mark. Right now, they're stained red. Right. And so, imagine how... It's like those chewing tablets. Imagine how many deals you're going to lose. (laughs) <laughs> Not because you're wasted drunk, because your, but teeth, because are your teeth are red. Right, you don't want to do a business deal with a guy you who, can't, or gal whose teeth is red. No, it's like having spinach in your teeth. Right. So most people realize that the one and only flaw of drinking red wine is that it can stain your pearly white teeth red. Yeah, they're just figuring this out. Yeah. So fortunately, uh-huh. oh my gosh, this is no. wonderful. No. Fortunately, I know is, what it is. There is now an innovative new gadget that addresses <laughs> this terrible problem. In fact, my niece purchased me four of these gadgets for my birthday, and I'm about to show no. Joe the gadget. Oh, what is that? Okay, here you go, take it. No. So. No. Oh, Ooh. man down we have. Man down. There's just broken glass, Bob. Our station manager is leaping to his feet. That's how, you know, th- I love that uh, it's such an exciting story. It's I'm all gonna, good. I'm going ma- to make you drink. Um, out of this broken glass here. So, Mark... Uh, it's all good. It's so exciting. He hands me... Uh, a glass. A glass with this str- strange straw so this is coming the, out of it. This called the Wino Sipper. This is the most oddly shaped glass So, the I've Wino Sipper is basically a wine glass with a thin straw snaking out of the bottom. You understand yeah, it, what we're saying? It, it looks like a like a a creature of the deep ocean. It's Mark. hard to describe. So it's a glass. And it's got little legs. Even it has legs on the glass to support oh, it. You know so what it looks like? Some like a, a, a what? One of those evolutionary steps between like fish and man. It's odd looking. I'll have to post <laughs> this on Instagram. But it's so it's a straw coming the out of the direct bottom of the glass. Is that what we drink out of? And and the straw then comes up. 
uh, and then uh, and then you 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 drink. It's the, the straw is really thin. It's like a pixie stick size straw. I see that curving upwards along the side. It's like a long tail coming out of the bottom. Right, almost like it looks like a tadpole tail, Mark. Right. So what you do is you just slurp on the uh, straw. You there you do, go. Really? Oh, you don't have to tilt it even. Mm-hmm. It's just a straw. So slurp it out of the straw. And there's, oh, that's you the, can drink that really fast. So, no more red teeth. I don't know, man. It seems like I'm still getting some on my teeth. Well, put the straw a little further in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Mark. I mean, I just think that you could probably just brush your teeth before the business meeting. And look, this is going to be the weirdest, and this is not a big glass. All right, let's get no. let's make that clear. It holds approximately two gulps of wine. It, it's like a port size glass. <laughs> oh gosh, that that so, came through pretty quick there. So this is so this is how they solve the problem of I'm, red I'm wine out tea over here, Mark. Well, well it they, does look like an animal. It, right there, it looks like an animal. So you may ask yourself, why not just drink your Merlot out of a normal glass With and you and use a bendy straw? Why not? The answer is, of course, mm-hmm. class. <laughs> <laughs> if I see someone drinking wine out of one of these half fishes, I mean, it's like. It's like the missing la- uh, ladder, or what? What are the like the missing link? Yeah, it looks it looks odd between gilled fish and like sturgeon. So maybe we'll have to have the uh, inventor of the wino sipper come on, and he'll she'll tell us what it's about. Um, but yeah, so if you're at a fancy party drinking your wine through a straw, the invited guests might automatically assume that you are riffraff um, because that's bad. But if you're drinking it no. out of this glass, you look like you know what you're doing. Um, a little bit remains at the bottom when it's like the, the backwash of the fish's tail here. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I can't get over this. You're the not sh- so, I don't think you're sold on this. That's fine. I'm more of a straw man, Mark. To when you, when you're worried about your teeth. I'm more you of a curly straw person. All right. Well, um, that's fine. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. So, uh, I just uh, my niece gave me four of these, and, and thank you, Kellen. It was a very nice gift. Kellen. Yeah, she gave wonderful. She, she bought this for me for my birthday, and it was very nice because she knows how much uh, I don't like to uh, how much I don't like to go into social situations with red teeth, <laughs> and 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 this is h- how we um, how we get around this. I think she also bought them for you just so she could laugh when she knows that you're using them. At a party or something. No, no, no. She really cares about my teeth. Sure. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do we smash these as well? No. These are these are <laughs> remain intact. These are multi-use purpose drinking vessels. Yes. You can use. Right. Okay. So the third story. Mm-hmm. Good news, Joe. <sighs> Don't Red- say it. What? What? What are you? I'm going not going to gonna say? say North Korea. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. This but you did just say it. Well, I know. But the story is not about North Carolina. Okay, North so, Carolina and North Korea. I'm sorry. Ugh. So the good news: red wine is good for your teeth. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. I am confused now. I know. It was bad for my teeth. Well, a minute ago, it's bad because it stains your teeth red, but it's good for your teeth. Because How new research is this possible? <laughs> suggests that you should. These are all, look, okay, if you are just, stop. <laughs> if you are just joining us, uh, you are uh, listening to the wine fellers uh, drink a bottle of wine and ramble on about real. Real news stories. Real, true news stories you can look up right now. Uh, and Mark is about to tell us why red wine 
in the last story was bad for your teeth. It's now good for your teeth. That's right. It is good for your teeth because new research suggests that you should place that bottle of wine on your bedstand before you go to sleep. Finally, some research that is speaking my language. I know. I love this research because red wine protects against cavities. So you have to get it on your teeth, though, Mark. (laughs) I would imagine you can't just, like, get it in your stomach and it somehow helps your teeth. Right. So these glasses we just bought, throw them away. (laughs) It's like, um, uh, yeah, now all the benefits are gone. Sorry, Kellen, I just tossed your glasses away (laughs) because a study published in the Journal of Agricultural and Food Chemistry revealed that grapeseed extract prevents cavities. And the researchers say that this discovery could lead to the development of natural products to ward off dental diseases. This is a brilliant marketing ploy by the Wine Association of America. I mean, but it's not brilliant. It's not them. It's science. Joe. Sure. This is science. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're like me and you don't like to go to the dentist, I mean, look, I mean, you could use. Uh, you could, <laughs> yeah, I love it. When was the last time you went to the dentist? No, no, no. It's good. Right. <laughs> I've been drinking. And as you know, I've been, uh, I think as I told you in a previous show, I was fired by my dentist. So now. <laughs> oh, that's right. Wait. Why? Oh, that's right. You were fired. Right. You fired as a, as a client by your dentist because you refused to, to get, the x-rays. get the x-rays you needed based on the recent scientific research. Yeah, research. recent research says uh, x-rays, dental x-rays over time can increase your result, increase your probability of get, getting of a, a meningioma, which is yeah. a brain on the outside of the meninges, which is really close to uh, the a skull. A tumor, you mean. It's a tumor. Yeah. It's a tumor, a brain tumor. A brain tumor. And so... And, and really, look, getting x-rays for the point of pre- preventative dental uh, care... Right. Look, man, just... So forget it. So you're you're gonna get a cavity. You're gonna it's gonna hurt, and then you go in and they fix it. So look, dental man, I don't need to come back to you. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) so the problem starts when uh, certain bacteria in the mouth get together and form biofilms, which are communities of bacteria that are difficult to kill. That's why when I drink wine, I get this develop a film all over my teeth. Yeah. Wouldn't that be it, Mark? Yes, I don't know. Sure. Oh, I hope so. It's good film. Or something is very wrong with my mouth. So the bacteria form plaque and produce acid, which starts damaging teeth. So you can use silly methods like brushing your teeth or fluoride with toothpaste. And uh, you can use stuff like that, but you would be... (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. I I actually have something to say about this, Mark. What's that? I actually have uh, an important public service announcement. Mm-hmm. We're big on that here at the Wine Post. Hey, would you fill up my lungfish here? Sure. <laughs> Your glass with a straw? Yeah. Glass with a straw. Oh, careful. I don't want you to... It's a small glass. Okay. That's good. All right. Um, here's what I have to say, Mark. What's that? That went everywhere. Uh, <clears throat> toothpaste, Mark. Toothpaste is for suckers. Oh, don't I know it. Okay. Now, certainly... It makes your mouth fresh and clean and smelling good. Okay? Okay. But who wants that? Who needs that? Uh, I guess nobody? It's like it, toothpaste is the soap of the dental world. You uh, don't need it. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Did you know 
that simply rubbing your hands under hot water for 60 seconds is as effective at removing harmful bacteria as if you use soap at the same time. What about if you just do what I do and rub your hands on the back of your back of your pants? If you do it long enough and it's <laughs> wet enough and hot enough, then yes, it will work. Wow. So toothpaste is essentially, that what they found uh, in hospital settings was people weren't washing their hands long enough. Mm-hmm. The, uh, so they reformulated a soap that took longer to get off your hands. Okay. Forcing people to simply rub their hands oh, under the water smart. longer wow. to remove, it's like that's you'd brilliant. be almost better just to have a tub of Vaseline wow. next to the sink. I didn't know they did that, that's smart. And, you... and just like, same way with toothpaste. Right. Brushing with just water is as effective, if not more, than brushing with toothpaste. So, uh, we, the wine fellows, we have. Gone, we are going to get some letters from. Well, we're, no, dental. we're going on record and saying uh, throw away your toothbrushes, throw away your fluoride, and uh, just drink wine. And drink wine because re- this, is re- this is science. Science says, uh, you know, if you really want not to have cavities, Look, I have, uh, and, and this is serious, I have I have one cavity. I have had one cavity my entire life, Mark. Me too. One cavity. And sure. We so, should. Sure, some people <laughs> might blame it on the fact that my father was a dentist. No, <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> Didn't he, remember we've talked about what life uh, with a uh, father as a uh, dentist as a father was on Halloween well, night? It was a struggle because, yes, uh, um, you were the house you know, giving away the tooth- dental floss. Well, the toothbrush kits with the red dye and stuff like that. And yes, we had our house TP'd every Halloween. Oh, boy. But, uh, but you know, that was a negative, but there were positives, too. Um, oh, here's a positive. Oh, good. When yeah, my, it didn't take you long to come up oh, with that one. When my sister, uh, she uh, was on her bike, and she did it. She uh, endo. She did a front. Uh, uh, oh, boy. Yeah, she just. Every dentist dream Face true. planted her her face. she was young she was like 12 she face planted on uh and you know onto the pavement from her bike and she you know she uh chipped her tooth and she needed a root canal which was my dad's specialty he did root he did root canals and uh, so we went to his dental practice uh, my sister and me and my dad i guess you know i was young and he wanted to know this is a true story <laughs> honest to god he he wanted to know if i was going to possibly follow in his footsteps <laughs> And he couldn't have me very well practice on a real patient. No. So he had me <laughs> assist in doing a root canal on my sister. Oh. I was, she was nine, and I was, well, I'd say 13. And because uh, he, he, did, he didn't know, like, if, oh, wow. if I was going to follow the family, you know. And it turns out <laughs> I, uh, that was the last time I ever did dental surgery because it turns out that I wasn't really a dentist. <laughs> I didn't make out for a good one. And, you know, there's my poor sister in the chair, like, just freaking out because her 13-year-old oh, brother is, is uh, actually doing the dental surgery. But this is, you know, I think that's nothing wrong with that. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> it's, uh, it's great motivation for a younger sibling to avoid trouble like that in the future. You know, any broken bones, your older brother is going to set them. Yeah, he's going to do that. Any chipped teeth. <laughs> 
Your, your older brother's doing the root canal. Yeah. And my was that, that the last time she tried an endo on a bike? Right. And my dad was telling us, look, don't worry, because, you know, he gave her the necessary shot so she didn't feel anything. So it was all good. So, uh, you know, sorry, Andrea. Uh, I'll make it up to you sometime. But I really was never cut out to be a dentist. I just never had, like, the fine dexterity. And I think my dad saw that. It probably was being real shaky. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a root? Uh, so... Uh, I didn't think dentists needed any sort of fine motor skill. Oh, it's incredible fine motor skill. I thought their main talent yeah. was in asking you pointless questions when you can't respond. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> You've got a mouthful right. of cotton. Yeah, sitting the, you in a chair right. and them telling you, telling you their politics when you can't really respond. <laughs> right, exactly. So See, this is why I want to get into dental work. Yeah, I don't care. Sure, I may be completely unqualified right. at, with my fine motor skills or my knowledge of the human mouth, but I do have one thing here, Mark, that makes me probably top 10% on the de possible future dentist, what? and that is I will talk at someone. <laughs> <laughs> regardless of how comfortable they are yes and it's even better if they can't respond oh it, it's like th why do you think we went into radio i know we just say whatever we, we in some ways we are already dentists yeah and you know if i don't like your email i'm gonna only read you know 20 percent of it and i'm gonna delete it so <laughs> yeah so <laughs> wow in some ways you did become a dentist. I know, but without the fine motor dexterity. That's <laughs> great. So, that's the news. Hey, look, don't go nowhere. You're listening to the Wine Fellas on WHUP. You just do anything? No, it's a, sorry, Kyle. Keep right. now rolling. 102, take two. Ah, the French champagne. It's always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So, Paul Masson. 102, take three. Action, please. Ah, the French. Champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson. Inspired by that same French excellence, it's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So Paul Masson, super. Your cake and toppings to the wine fellers love you. Oh, you know it's true. The wine fellers love you. The wine fellers love you. Love you. <laughs> we love you. 
<laughs> You're listening to the Winefellers right here on WHUP Hillsboro. Up next, we'll get an insider's view on the 13 don'ts of wine art and wine picture hanging. Coming up right now. Proud to present a happy precedent, a super segment. It's a wine fellers special event. Turn your radio up, turn it off. Grab your wine cup, go get it. Put on some makeup. Oh, yeah. It's a wine fellers special roundup. Pour your wine bottle, feed your brothel. Brothel, go back glory with Mark and Joe on cruise control. Lost your wife and kiss to cancer. Your life is on skid. You've got no reason to live. Let the wine fellers plant a blissful kiss. We're proud to present a happy present. Super segment. It's a wine fellers special event. <laughs> oh, special event. Mark, your harmonic uh, skills with harmonizing on those vocals never ceases to amaze Sure. Me. The naysayers said, hey, you should... Uh, <laughs> Not sing. <laughs> no, you should auto-tune that. And no. I, yeah, people actually said I should auto-tune my voice. And I said, no. How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> no, because... Um, that's what's wrong with kids these days. You hear all this music, yep. and it's all like heavily auto tune. You know what's real? Way what's too not much. Real. And so you're real, Mark. I'm real. So the, the <laughs> so we have a special. It's a 13 don'ts of wine art and wine picture hanging that I just decided <sighs> that it would be a good segment for us to it do. It sounds long and boring. No, it seemingly sounds. Long and boring, <laughs> but it's it's not. It's ex- you don't you never. That's not a good way to sell it. You 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 can't say it's not that what you just said. No, it's exciting. Don't turn off your radio. <laughs> oh gosh, that's what I'm doing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, don't do that. Be, no, ev- everyone. Yes, be prepared to be excited because look, everyone has hung wine art in their <laughs> lives, right? No. Uh, yes. No. Everyone's hung wine art in their lives, and you must av- avoid the following 13 mistakes people commonly mistake. Uh, commonly make. <laughs> excuse me. And so, you know, because, you know, we actually, when you're hanging things, how many times have like, you've made a hole where you're ha- not supposed to, or the wrong size picture is uh, above the wrong furniture or the wrong color? I, I have mean, no idea what you're talking about. When you're hanging art on your wall, it's a art, that itself is an like art. Like you hang art on your wall and it then it looks bad? Yeah. Cuz because you hang it wrong. Cuz you've done it wrong. So look, let's Oh, just, wow. Let's just say I could see that how that Just for possible. example, let's just say you've happened to go by uh, yesterday and today frame shop and you've bought your art and you've gotten a frame. Okay? So now what? Now where are you? That's the question. Well, I guess once Sherry Gray, the owner of Yesterday and Today Frame Shop, who Mark, by the way, has been framing yesterday's memories and today's treasures since 1974. Once she gets back to you uh, with the framed art. So we're uh, we're talking about wine art, specifically wine art. Well, they'll frame wine art as well. Well, Of course they will. You know, during their business hours, Tuesday to Friday, 9 through 6. Saturday, though, 9 to 2. Yes. Now, if you wanted to remember their phone number in a l- catchy little phrase, what would we use? It's 919-C Riley. That's 919-S-E-A-W-R-Y-L-Y. C Riley. 
9795. So, so let's say you have your wine art, right? And you don't want to make a mistake. So here are the 13 common mistakes people make when they're hanging their wine art. So the first mistake. It's still not like hitting me. Okay. I'll go through the mistakes. Maybe once you get into the mistakes, mistakes. I'll be more excited. Exactly. So the first mistake people <laughs> commonly make when they're hanging their wine art <clears throat> is you don't hang anything too small above a piece of furniture as the wine art will be overwhelmed by its weight and scale. On the other hand, don't hang wine artwork that is way too big above your furniture either as it will completely be disproportionate. How is this different from hanging artwork that's not wine? I, um, well, I, I, my guess is there are probably different rules. I don't know what the okay. rules are if you don't have non-white art. Stop for a minute. What is wine art? Give me an example of... Oh, sure. So it's like an oil painting of a wine glass. It's uh, corks that have been cleverly arranged oh, in a frame. Mixed it's, media. Yes. Very nice. It's um, a bottle glass that you've omitted collage out of broken glass wine glasses That's what that you we could have do. yeah right yeah you just make uh, collages out of them okay. well, any wine art that pe people typically have and i would have to say most people have either <laughs> two or three pieces of wine art at least so i love hanging a, a hot glued broken shards of glass collection over your main seating area in the living room as long as it's uh, has a nice uh, glass protective uh, uh plexiglass yeah, which they I think they do at uh, at um, yesterday and today frame shop. So framing yesterday's yeah, so, memories and today's treasures since 1974. So the second thing is is don't scatter your wine art collection around the house in the hope that it will look like you have more than you actually do. And how how it, we've all been there. So what you need to do is keep oh, your, <laughs> keep your wine art collection together. Otherwise, it's not a wine art collection at all. I don't. I'm not. So you I'm not I'm following saying. this. Because sometimes people want to say, oh, look at all the wine I have, and they'll put a little bit in every room. No. No? Put it all I together. I thought you would totally do that. Put it all together in the same room. No. Uh -huh. Really? That's the recommendation. Huh. It's like keeping all of the family portraits together on that one hallway. If that helps. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I just... Uh, okay, and this is just the first of 13. Oh, yeah, but they even get even better. Don't hang all of your wine art together. No, do. Do hang all your <laughs> wine art together. <laughs> I'm going to get all of these wrong. Yes, don't spread it apart. <laughs> Keep it all together. And like on the same wall well, or the same room? Same room, I would say. All right, I can do that. So third, don't. Don't feel like you have to hang every piece of wine art that you own. Store extra pieces away and take them out periodically when you're ready to update your wall decor. Consider it a wine art rotation. <laughs> this sounds like any art installation. Nope. It's wine art. This is, I don't know what. Where did these come from? <laughs> oh. the uh, wine art the website I okay guess. Um, all right yeah so i don't know look if you have <laughs> i feel like one of the tips is going to be hang your art on a wall well look i don't know if you will let's say you have milk can art. you just don't pour me some more do. wine mark yeah, of course so, i'm just this is yeah, <laughs> oh yeah you, you okay there you go thank you and so um Okay, here's another thing uh, that's uh, often that is uh, don't don't hang wine art on every wall in the room. 
Uh, you should keep at least one wall free of wine art to allow your eyes to rest and to give the wine art that is hanging the attention it so deserves. Wow. I have a feeling I have probably never seen good wine art. Well, I mean, how, how, I guess I, I don't remember how you're currently hanging your wine art, but um, I'll have to look next time I'm over and I'll give you some pointers when I'm over there and we'll discuss. I need to know. I am apparently missing an entire segment of society or human interests mm -hmm. because this has never occurred to me. It uh, obviously hasn't, but obviously if you're listening to the show and you're, uh, if you're not a wine collector or a wine drinker, at least you appreciate wine and, and like, want to learn about wine, and you get it. You, you just would naturally, under, this would make sense to you. Okay. So number five. I'm just going to agree with you on that Just, one. yeah. And, and, and I'm going to drink, drink a little more of this wine sure. as well. So number five, consider, this is important, consider the reflection before you uh, hang mirrors because mm. you don't want an unattractive Sorry. reflection ruining your wine decor. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if there's a mirror in your room, let's say there's a wine, mm. well. No, you don't want a mirror. Yeah. You, you definitely don't want a mirror. Yes. Hey, Mark, we're getting a call. I guess we are. Should we take it? I don't know. <laughs> well, um, well, let's just uh, see right. if I can do this here. I'm gonna put them on air. Okay. Uh, on air, uh, and we're gonna bring up the phones. Caller, you're on the wine fellers. Fellas, how's it going today? Good. Fantastic. What do you we, got? Who do we have here? Yeah. Well, look, I, I'm getting ready to go to Cuba for the first <laughs> time ever. You okay? And and I'm going to buy some art when I get there. And <laughs> I'm not sure if there's a wine scene in Cuba. I've never been there before. And I was wondering, maybe maybe not today, but sometime before the end of February, if you guys could do a little research and maybe come up with... Uh, a little thing, a few things I might need to see in Cuba concerning wine or wine art. Absolutely. And before we answer you, uh, you'll need to turn down your radio because sometimes we get a little bit of feedback. But, uh, yes, so we, I will absolutely do a little investigative work huh. and see what happens in Cuba. I know they drink a lot of rum. Yeah, why? <clears throat> they just, uh, I think one of the last things uh, that the, the, the passing executive branch did was opened up some ties with Cuba. Have you been to Cuba before, caller? And uh, what made, if not, what made you go now? Okay, I have never been there. And the reason I'm going is because my grandfather was born there. And the only reason I can afford to go there is because I got bumped on a frontier flight. Yes. And, and my <laughs> wife was so nice and kind as I steamed and stammered and stomped my foot. She was so polite, and they awarded us a flight anywhere that they fly. So we got two free flights to Cuba from Miami. So that's why we're going. I think that's awesome. Nice. And I think while you're down there, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, if, if you bring back some wine from Cuba, and I don't know or what. Or cigars. Or cigars, but bring, sure. Uh, yeah, well, if you, because I'm not even really aware of Cuban wine, so if you want to bring some up, uh, yeah, come. we'll have you on the show, and we'll open it up, and uh, we'll see how it is. Let's do it. I'm not going until the end of February, so I'll do a little research, but if you guys could maybe, if you find out something, do a show, mention it on your show, because I listen every week, and, and I'm just, I thought maybe you guys would know, or if you didn't know now, that it would be easy for you to figure it out. We're on it. We're Mark's on it. on it. Thank you for calling. Thank you. So, Mark, that is uh, fascinating. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we're talking about art, 
Yes. And I've never really considered, uh, like if I go on a trip somewhere uh, to Cuba, let's say, uh, that I want to come back with some art. Yes. But I, I appreciate that perspective and, and and after the remaining 13 don'ts of hanging that wall art i would know where to put my art when i got back home that's right or no it's not really you'd know where to put it it's you well, know where not to i put don't know it. we're gonna get through all these 13 it's, actually don't well you got to pick the best ones oh. the 13 is too many it's an unlucky number all you right. got to pick like we've already you know covered a few basics yes. don't hang it all in one room all right, so let's go. Right? To, we'll jump like, ahead. Don't put it all in one place. Let's Spread jump, it throughout the house. Let's jump ahead to number seven. When you are moving to a new home, challenge yourself and hang your wine artwork in different locations. If you've always had a different wine piece over the couch, try the dining room for a change. <laughs> it will feel as if you have all new pieces when they're hung in new locations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, you've probably heard this a million Mark. times. Mark. What's that? So what they're telling me is <laughs> move the art around. The wine art, yes. So you've probably heard this one a million times before. Don't hang your wine artwork too high. You want to be able to enjoy it without having to look way up. <laughs> and for those of you in a wheelchair, lower your art. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, temporarily, man. You're in a car accident. Okay. If you're yes. in a mark. Okay. Yes. I mean, <laughs> right. And similarly, and if you're, you know, if you've yes. broken your back, yes. and you're on in the bed, put all your art on the ceiling. Yes. And, and this you, is ridiculous. Right. If you give, if you like to mo, if you're uh, mobile around your house on a pogo pogo stick, you want to put it higher. Right. You know. Uh, so I'm gonna yeah. this this wine glass you have here for me. Yes. With the straw mm -hmm. built in. Yes. It's working. I Continue. Know. I know your teeth look amazing. Don't hang expensive or sentimental pieces of wine art in a bathroom because the moisture from steamy showers will mm -hmm. destroy them, not to mention splatter over time. Now I know this as well because I keep a large collection of magazines in the bathroom. Oh, no. I spend a lot of time in the bathroom. <laughs> yes. Uh, National Geographic popular science good 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 i've got um uh hold on i've got the i've even got some of these like that tell you how to bake cakes See, southern i, I will southern never living. touch someone's magazine in a bathroom <laughs> well they're I mean, my, no just, this is in my own know, personal bathroom but i will never go to your bathroom and touch your magazine well, you will never be in my bathroom it's like in my bedroom okay but you've if gone you to are in my bathroom yes but you've gone there's to a people's houses and they've had <laughs> magazines i mean i will never i, I know them. and they they're yeah. all like dingy on the edges yeah like old and i'm not touching your and just uh, like <laughs> a care. thousand years uh, of just uh, thumbing through uh, the same articles yeah, over uh, and over. Yeah, it's illness waning. Why happen. do people do that? I don't know. So, well, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I for just forget, Mark, how fun this is and how we <laughs> often forget how we got to where we are. I know. <laughs> how did we? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so next thing, don't display wine art on walls that get a lot of sunshine because the colors will fade over time. However, you can invest in UV protective glass to protect your pieces and you can buy such uh, uv glass if you wanted to go to yesterday and today frame shop which they'll uh, point you in the right way of which glass is best for you sherry gray has a large selection at their uh, central store that has been framing yesterday's memories and today's treasures since 1974 they're open tuesday through friday nine to six and saturday nine to two you can reach her 
on the phone at 919-732-9795. Thank you, Sherry. Joe, did we mention what happens if you mention the Weinfellers and you in the shop? That- if, 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 you, if you go to, if you have some wine art yes. and need some UV glass put over it, or the whole art piece of art framed, you go down to Yesterday and Today Frame Shop, framing yesterday's memories and today's treasures since 1974. If you mention the Weinfellers, one, not both, one of the Weinfellers will accompany you on a stroll down the Hillsboro Riverwalk. Right, and that's dealer's choice. I mean, we get to decide who. I mean, It's probably going to be you, Mark. <laughs> Why is that? Well, uh, because we make sure to mention that the feller, uh, the accompanying feller will be fully clothed. Of course. <laughs> so you're not guaranteed. No, that. what I'm saying is with me, of course I'm going to be dressed. It's you we need to be worried about. Oh, uh, okay. So if we make mention of that the wine feller in question will be fully clothed, okay. we m- have to be specifying it because you are obviously going to be the one yeah. attending, and everyone knows your penchant for nude selfies. Look, and maybe if I'm feeling good, I'll bring like two juice boxes and some Skittles or we'll see. It's just, I'm not promising. Well, don't make any promises promising. you can't keep, Mark. All right, so don't use a single nail to hold a heavy picture frame. Choose hardware <laughs> that is strong enough to support the weight of your wine. How pieces. is this only wine art related? I, I am becoming irritated. I don't know where you're coming from, but... <laughs> don't hang it in the sunlight. Don't <laughs> hang it on a nail. I mean, this is like, why is this wine art specific? I Look, you I don't, don't really have these. all these answers for you, but I, maybe you can get them for you next week. I mean, look... You're, you're going to need some time on that You're one. asking impossible questions. Don't try to match your wine art to your furniture or your walls. Buy pieces that complement your decor, but mostly buy what you really like because, look, furniture is often replaced over time, but wine artwork is timeless. Ooh. Wow, you're making me want to go buy some <laughs> wine art. What is a good piece of wine art for a starter if you're getting into the wine art, and you better think quick, wine art collecting uh, mood, in, trying to just get break into the scene, what are you starting with? And, Mark, don't say one of those boards with all the corks glued to it. No, this That's is, a, That is the tackiest wine tacky. art ever. No, this is what I would do. I would just, very simply, I'd take a white canvas. Oh, and I, I would, know where you're going. I would I know pour different, like, splatters of red wine mm-hmm. or white wine or rosé or even gick wine mm-hmm. and splatter it on like you know you know put the put the the canvas on the ground and and make like just kind of a just like these splatter creative prints i would say and then i would take that painting mm-hmm. and then what i would do is i would go to yesterday and today frame shop you'd and, need it framed and get it framed um and they have been framing yesterday's memories and today's treasures since 1974. Now, Mark, one of my other suggestions, if you're just breaking into the wine art scene. Yes. And you're throwing, imagine this scenario, Mark. You're throwing a wine party at your house. Mm -hmm. You're short on wine art. Okay? (laughs) You don't have time, nor do you even have a blank canvas on which to pour your wine. Yes, this happens to everybody. Uh In a pinch, you've got to go back to the fundamentals of modern art art okay mm-hmm. abstract art mm-hmm. what i'm saying you can create instant art by for example just shattering a wine glass in the middle of your living room yes. and leaving the remnants uh, 
Okay, it doesn't sound like something you'd hang on the wall. If you did that and then removed your toilet and smashed that too, now we're talking first grade art, Mark. I hear where you're coming from. Top shelf art. Top shelf wine art. Joe, that's it for now. We'd love to hear from you, so please share your wine sure. picture hanging mistakes with us. And... <laughs> Because I'm sure I've well, missed, and successes and successes, but I'm sure I've missed a few, obviously. So we all want to learn from these hair pulling, wine hanging mistakes. Uh, so uh, you know, email us. Uh, at, you know, let us know what keep the calls coming. Keep the calls coming. Thank you, and uh, until next time, Joe. Cheers, Mark. You've been listening to another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers. North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is is that the fun can continue online. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies Change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sang when the dark days come are the songs that we sang when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines, cause I'm gonna die. With a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red wine
Bomb Squad Sports Show. This is David Baum, and you're